Hello there, and thanks for joining me with uh, the Psychology Today report. I am um, taking a little different tack today and uh, bringing up a topic that uh, has been quite controversial and quite um, uh, divisive, so to speak, in our culture in the last number of uh, years. And that has to do with what we generally have referred to as gun control. Now, we have generally considered the idea that if we can control the idea of gun purchases and gun ownership, that we can solve the problem of violent crime. Well, all the research and all the efforts that have been put forth in that regard have produced no benefit whatsoever. And in fact, if anything, it's produced increased violence through the use of guns and other weapons. So the idea of gun control is not the issue. And in fact, my position is that it's gun management. We manage the person who owns guns. We manage the person who buys guns. So we manage the use of guns, where they can be used, on what they can be used, why they can be used, when they can be used. We manage that. We allow guns in all the different situations and by all the different kinds of people, but we manage them from some people that maybe should not own guns to people that should own guns, places that there should be no guns and places there should be guns. In other words, we need to look at it from the point of view of management of a resource. We don't take away the resource. We manage that resource so that we have that resource for the future and we have good use of that particular natural resource. So guns are a natural resource. And if we look at it from that perspective and manage it from that perspective, I think we're going to be not only sensible, but I think we're going to have a reasonable position regarding violence in our community. Now, most of us consider the idea that guns are a man thing. Men own guns, and men of violence particularly own guns. Well, research has generally shown that guns are broad and far-reaching in their ownership and their use. In fact, 22% of women own guns. 24% of American who are black, black Americans, own guns. And 15% of Hispanic own guns. So guns are owned by a cross-section of our community. It's not just a man thing, but it's all people thing. So again, my point about gun management has to be taken into account that we manage guns of all these different people in all these different places. Nearly half of all the guns ownerships live in rural areas. That's about half live in the rural areas. About 20% live in the cities. And about 28% live in the suburbs. So you see, guns are spread across our country, across our countryside. And we can't just take guns away from the people in the city, can't take guns away from the people in the country, you know, or whatever. But we can manage guns wherever they are and whoever owns them and wherever they live. So I think we have a position 
that's fair and reasonable when it comes to uh, gun management. And I think the whole idea of gun use will be under uh, better scrutiny and better control. Now, the research overall has always shown this. Multiple studies, hundreds of studies have shown that when you take away guns from people and you eliminate guns, you remove guns from a city or from a state or from a group of people, you have an increased level of violence for the use of guns. So by removing guns from the street and removing guns from ownership, it does not reduce crime. It increases crime. That's been shown in state upon state and state upon state. So we have to get our hands around the idea that taking away guns is an idea of gun control, but it doesn't work. So it's far better to allow people to have their guns, but let's set up a management system so that gun usage is safe and fair and reasonable. Now, we've had an interesting development over the last number of years in what they call buyback. It's a buyback program. And um, New Jersey had a uh, buyback program not too long ago, and it uh, wasn't very successful. Uh, three cities were identified, and um, people were encouraged to turn in their guns, and um, it was referred to as a buyback program. Well, buyback is kind of a misnomer because the government never owned the guns to begin with. So when the government buys them back, they never owned them in the first place. So I don't know where that word comes from, buyback. I think it's just a matter of the government buys guns. And now the government is the owner of guns. And it's the government that now needs to be managed with the guns that they own. So the research in this buyback kind of program has been kind of interesting because the criminals don't turn in their guns. The people who have used guns in crimes don't turn in their guns. People who are uh, thinking about committing a crime with guns don't turn in their guns. It's usually people who are older, who no longer have the need for a gun. Or maybe the ownership of the gun in the family has died. The person who owned it died, and now the gun just sits there, and it's of no use to anybody. So they have opportunity to turn it in. Where, you, where is a person turning a gun when you don't want it anymore? You don't need it anymore. Well, the Salvation Army won't take it. You know, the thrift stores don't take them and resell them. So where do you sell a gun? Or where do you turn it in? Or where do you give it back? Or to whom do you give it back? So these buyback programs are often used in that way, is that people who no longer need a gun and who are elderly or who... Um, don't want a gun, they had one, they had one given to them, they used it for a period of time, it was important for them for a period of time, they were hunting when they were younger, now they're older, they don't hunt anymore. So how do you get rid of a gun? Well, the buyback programs are often good for that, because it gives people a place to deposit a gun if they no longer need it. But, it, but to think that it's going to be a reduction of crime is a misnomer, it's a false idea, it's a fake idea, it's false news. What these buyback programs do is they make politicians feel good. They make politicians say, well, we have done something good in our community. We have eliminated 100 guns from our community, or we have eliminated 1,000 guns or 10 guns or whatever it is that they get in these buyback programs. So the politicians are the ones that benefit because it makes them look good. It gives them something they can campaign on. 
and it stirs up the idea of fear. And when people are afraid, they'll often go with the person who gives the message of fear reduction. So the idea is, okay, if you turn in a gun, we're going to have less fear in our community because we have less guns in our community. So then people kind of vote for that particular politician. So it's a political ploy. It's a political um, advantage, so to speak, that one has over another when they come to this idea of buyback programs. But keep your eye on it. Uh, there are a couple more states that are coming up with a buyback program, and uh, we'll have to just see how they do over over time. But, um, you know, the big uh, study was done in Australia when they had a big bag, a buyback program and turning guns in. They had uh, lots of guns turned in. They had a lot of guns turned in, and um, thousands of them. And over the next year or two, they had a reduction in crime. But the interesting thing about it, after two years and three years, they had a, a significant increase in crime with the use of violence and violent guns. So it didn't produce any benefit. Uh, I mean, all it did was bring awareness to the fact that guns are something uh, to be uh, respected. So they had a little bit of a reduction for a period of time, and then they had a significant increase. They had an increase greater than the reduction. So that wasn't a very successful program either. So don't let anybody quote the Australian study and say it was a success. It was not a particular success at all, you know, unfortunately. So New Jersey has now proven the point once again, and other states are going to come behind now and prove this, you know, one more time. Now, let's take another look at another point of view about these guns. What about guns on campuses? Here we have schools starting up now. All the campuses are now loaded with students. Students are running around, getting their classes in order, and starting classes. Their focus is on classes, not on anything else. And we have had a number of states and a number of campuses which allow guns to be carried on the campus by somebody who has a legally registered gun, who's 21 years of age and older, and has gone through gun training programs and the various kind of things that the state requires. And they can bring them on campus. Now, an example of that is the University of Texas in Austin. For years, they have had a carry permit allowed on campus. So if you met that qualification, you could carry a gun on campus, whether you were a faculty member or you were a student, as long as you met those particular requirements. Well, they had a couple of faculty members a year ago kind of get a little excited about this and filed a lawsuit against the state of Texas and the uh, University of Texas saying that it created fear and that it, it, it was a um, substantial fear that guns, guns uh, uh, created on campus if anybody knew that somebody carried a gun. Well, the court took a look at this matter and came up with the conclusion that no, there was no evidence that carrying a gun on campus creates fear, and it, there was no evidence that it stimulates uh, fear in any, any way, and that it was putting students in danger or the faculty in danger or anybody else in danger. There was no evidence of that. So the lawsuit was lost by those particular faculty members, and Texas continues to have the law in place that if you are 21 years of age, you own a gun, 
have gone through the proper legal channels to buy one and be trained in the use of it and have it as a concealed carry, you can have a gun on campus. So Texas stays with their uh, long ingrained law of carry guns on campus. And you're going to see that right across the board with other campuses as well. There are many campuses that allow guns to be carried on campus as long as those restrictions are, are met. That's what I mean by managing a gun. You manage the gun on campus by making sure that only certain people can have those guns and you allow for that. And you let it be known and uh, there's a respect, if you will, that is generated uh, among the student body for guns on campus, even if they don't know who carries them. But they just know that there are guns around. And it gives that sense of security. That gives that sense of safety. Knowing that if something happened on campus, somebody on campus has a gun. Many people on campus have a gun to protect others and can rise to the occasion and take care of whatever uh, the matter might be that arises on campus. And we've had many of those in school uh, uh, playgrounds and school property and school classrooms right across the country at all grade levels. So carry on campus is probably a safer uh, way to manage this problem than to remove all guns from the campus, which means that gun is I mean, that campus is now vulnerable to anybody on the outside that comes in with a gun. Because then there's more guns by that brought onto the campus by ill-advised people than there are people on campus protecting themselves. So there we are with the, the issue of gun control. I think gun control is not the proper word. I think it's not the proper idea. It's not the proper way to approach it. Let's approach it with gun management. Let's approach it from the point of view of natural resources. It's a natural resource in our country. And we have to manage it like we do everything else so that there is a longevity of that natural use and that natural resource. It will be there for a long period of time. It will be there for uses that will come down in the future when we're going to need that resource. So let's be respectful, let's be thoughtful, let's be careful, let's be gentle, let's be reasonable, let's be rational about it. And forget all this emotional hype that has prevailed throughout our country over the last five to six or eight years when everybody got up in arms over the idea of there's guns among us and we have to eliminate them and make us all unsafe. So um, that's the idea of gun management. And thanks for joining me today. And uh, maybe you have an idea about this. Generate some discussion among yourselves on this topic of gun management. And um, take your own position. Understand what it is so that you have your own thinking on this particular matter. So thanks for joining me the Psychology Today. And go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Say again, bye for now.